Hey, I hope it's going well. This is the Solution Science Podcast, where we talk with some of the world's leading innovators in their fields. And today's episode, we have something a little bit different. Normally, we focus on scientific research and technology. But today, I spoke with Joe McLeod, who is a product designer, and he talked with me about his concept of engineering, which is encouraging people to think more thoroughly about the end of their product life cycle whilst they're creating it so that we can produce things more sustainably and when people are done with things they can more easily um, dispose of them in a sustainable way that's it from me i hope you enjoy thanks for joining me today joe it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast it's great to be here if you could introduce yourself a little bit for the audience who are you and uh, what is it that you do so I am I'm Joe McLeod, obviously. I live in Stockholm in Sweden. I'm British and I am an engineer. I design endings for consumer experiences. Um, and maybe should I tell you a little bit about that? Would, would that be good? Um, yes, my history yes, of getting into that. So I like 50 years old now so i've been in the design industry for a good few decades i found over many years i've crossed all sorts of sectors so um very early on i was into web before it was like very very big i was doing digital stuff i um was in the first dot-com crash which was super interesting around 2000 and then i started going to web design um then i was in mobile design doing uh consumer experiences and service experiences and that i was doing more product packaging type things at nokia for a while i then started to do um app stuff a company called us too for for a long time i was head of design there but in all of these experiences i was doing um broadly consumer experiences onboarding and usage and when i talk about onboarding and usage i'm talking about how we attract a consumer with advertising and marketing and how the user then embraces that through usage and signs up for a product whether it be physical digital or service product and so i was doing that for many years and i started to think like why don't we design endings and um through a long-winded route i done some small projects very early on about i guess 2005 2006 i then went off done my career doing all of these onboarding and usage experience products but then i came back to it in 2014 i want to say and started digging into it very seriously and uh, the whole world opened up and i thought i have to tell this story about endings and why we don't do them so i wrote the first book She's called Ends, and you can get that on, well, anywhere you get books, actually. You can get Ends by Joe McLeod, and that talks about a historical context of why we don't think about endings in consumerism, all sorts of aspects of our lives. And it starts with death, and it goes through the sort of consumer boom, and it places the avoidance of endings in in that sort of space and then that came out in 2017 then i ended up doing loads of conferences and talks all over the world done loads of training stuff and i then i uh i created this format called 
engineering, how we how we should design endings. And that book came out in 2021 called Engineering. Again, you can get that anywhere, like Amazon or wherever. Uh, they're both as uh, e-books. The first one's actually an audio book as well, if you fancy listening oh, to it. Nice. Uh, I hope that yeah, was a good summary. Yeah, that was perfect. Um, it's, it's definitely an interesting sort of topic, the reasons why we might not discuss endings and how it's kind of been neglected. Uh, I guess, where did you begin kind of trying to push for this idea of engineering? engineering? So like many ideas that don't just come out of thin air, you have to move uh, incrementally towards that sort of resolution that or revolution, I guess. And um, so it first started by having a couple of experiences way back in the, the early 2000s. And I guess I, I set a, a project. I was teaching design at St. Central St. Martins in London, which is a good design school. And then uh, um, I set a, a project about waste and rubbish in the world. And all of the... All of the designers went went away, and then they came to do the brief over two weeks, and then we all returned with new things, new products to tell people about waste and rubbish in the world. And it, philosophically, it's the worst thing you could have done to answer that brief. And we keep doing this to. In fact, I, I see it done in a different guise now where people who are concerned about the environment uh, will start an Instagram account and tell people through the Instagram account. But So the creation of something new to tell people that we should s sort of stop burning through consumerism, as it were. And there's a, there's a conflict in that where we find it very difficult to answer the question of stopping by not creating something new. And, and I, I think that's a philosophically very noodly problem. But going back to the, the early, so I set this brief and, um, and it made me start questioning why we can't grapple with the end. And I couldn't, I didn't have the answer then. I didn't even have a vocabulary to uh, investigate it. So I started moving towards the, understanding this the space and the, that's why the first book was so important to me as a as a thinker and um to lay those foundations of why we didn't and then digging into history and seeing that from a very different perspective uh, you start to see the problems with consumerism pollution climate change in a very different guise when you dig back into what what really started here Hmm. Where did you begin research for those sorts of things? You said, like, it's quite an interesting way of putting it. You didn't even have the vocabulary to begin kind of tackling this problem. Um, I'm always interested no. in how people sort of expand into new areas well, of... Uh, yeah, so I, I actually started with the experience of death. So not necessarily, we can't, it's hard to reflect on our own experiences of death, but we can re reflect as witnesses of death and see behaviour in society and sociology and uh, philosophy, psychology around the end of our lives. And, and that's really where I started. Uh, I mean, I, I did look back into sort of nomadic behaviour around collecting uh, objects, which I think is also interesting. But um Really, the story about endings and consumerism really starts around 
the industrial revolution and you see a very big behavior change between the before in terms of a consumer experience and the after in terms of a consumer experience so where before we were having a very um immediate in terms of experiencing we witness and experience consumption in a very different way. We saw stuff, we understood stuff, we consumed stuff, and we we witnessed the the um, aftermath of that stuff. And we could also understand that action. So the waste from the kitchen table, for example, went to the animals. The waste from the animals went onto the land. The abundance and harvest from the land came back onto the kitchen table. So the although we talk about the circular economy now. It was a circular experience back then. And what we've done in an experiential sense was turn it into a, a linear narrative. And so as much as we talk about cradle to cradle as a as a ambition or a, a cradle to grave as a thing to avoid, we miss talking about the consumer experience of that in terms of creating an ending, uh, how is an ending manifests itself and what we can we do around that in terms of psychology. Mm. What are some ways that you can kind of make it easier for the consumer to make, like, I guess, complete the cycle, right? And not just have the ending be linear. Yeah. So um, as much as we, when we talk about the, um, the end of the consumer life cycle, what we, what we've created now is very much a, out of the two, the three components that the consumer experiences, onboarding, usage, and then offboarding, onboarding and usage are very much attached to the provider. They're very rich emotional experiences that we've crafted over centuries. So advertising, marketing, and how we consume products. Uh, the groups of companies in that space, the behavior, the language in that space are all uh, aspirational type language. It's positive language. It's it's reinforcement, and it's um, it, it's sort of a great experience. And then when you look at the end, the uh, nar the narrators change. So it's the um, councils, it's the government, it's people telling you about safety and security, about chemicals, it's about material matter. Uh, the the consumer is very much abandoned in this space. So the transition between that usage period and the end period is um, really bumpy. And the consumer is very lonely in that space, uninstructed, they're blamed in that space. And what we need to do is create endings to, to, to finish that circle of co consumption and to facilitate the circularity of circular economy if we're going to achieve that. Mm. Do you have any sort of good examples of that, that occurring where the, the end has been crafted in a good way? Yeah. There, so in the second book, there's um, – so the first book is very much a historical, sociological journey and frames it. And the second book gets into the practicalities of it. So in the second book, you talk uh, – I present – the tools of how to build it, the sort of mechanisms by which you can start learning about it, and also examples from different businesses. So, for example, uh, a company called Rapini Clothing, uh, so, which is a British company, they, as much as many, um, many 
apparel companies, uh, clothing companies want to do circularity, often they skip the end bit. In terms of an experience, they tell everyone, oh, we've got great cotton, it's recycled this or recycled wool, we made this out of plastic bags or whatever. What Rapini do, as much as they do that, and they are very uh, thoughtful about that circularity aspect, they embed the end of the circle, uh, the end of the consumer life cycle right there in the T-shirt. So you've got a return post-it, um, a return post number mm-hmm. in the back of the T-shirt. Uh, you go onto the website, you put in your the details of your product, they send you a package to then return it. And uh, they also send you a voucher to buy a new product. So they're totally closing that off. The consumer and the provider are still bonded in that relationship at the end. And that's really important in terms of it didn't go outside of the consumer life cycle. It stayed within those two groups, the consumer and the provider, and didn't fall into the feet of society and and, um, the environment. Yeah, that's super interesting. I think that's the kind of um, direct area where our sort of audience lies mostly is in using the materials once they've come back in the circuit. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I think it's definitely an interesting um, thing to look at. I, I think a good point for your audience is to think about the purity of the product as it comes back, the the damage that gets done. And you, in fact, you can look at different countries and, and even different states that have um, bottle reclaiming or product reclaim schemes. So look at Norway, uh, their reclaiming system of pent, uh, pent bottles, so a deposit scheme, essentially. You get a two-liter cola bottle, for example. It's made of the plastics that they've all agreed within the system in Norway. The, when the consumer purchases it, they give a deposit. It's about uh, 20 pence, I think. They take that away, consume the, the product. Then they have to bring that product, the packaging back, that, pop, that bottle, pack bottle uh, back to the supermarket they then get paid but the bottle is then put in a particular a particular meat machine it's crushed and, and they know exactly what that material is because you're not allowed to have that material onto the the market in these countries without having it been very clearly specified so their quality of their material when they get it back is like 90 i don't know how how good it is in detail but like it's well in the high 90s in terms of quality instead of i imagine the uk's uh plastic reclaim system is atrocious in terms of quality because we chuck everything in together. So it's really important to think about the consumer experience of circularity to reclaim those materials, get that chemistry right, uh, and then you get a far purer reclaimed uh, material product. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. And right on topic, as uh, a couple of days ago, I released a podcast from a guy that was researching mixed plastic recycling. And right. the issue, yeah, like you say, is that you get all this mixed recycling and you melt it down and then you create a material that's not as good as the material that you started with. So nobody's going to buy that material. Nobody's going to use that material. So, exactly. And if we're talking about circularity, I guess it can only do very few circles instead of the high quality plastic recycling. 
Yeah, yeah, that's it. If if you can even get one good kind of material out of it, then yeah. you know, um, usually it's yeah. not, not very many after that. I guess it, it turns into either a street bollard or something real again. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, it's it's interesting to where the the kind of research that goes into that. There are people trying to make it possible to kind of merge together mixed plastics and make these different things, but it seems like there's not just going to be one solution, right? There's going to be a whole host of solutions. Yeah, I mean, I, I felt quite strongly now I've gone on this path with the consumer experience. It, it, it just, when I go into different sectors, I guess, talking about this issue, so whether I'm in design or user experience design or customer experience design or talking to you as a, as a chemist from a circular economy perspective, uh, you start to see like the there's a massive missing hole with this uh, this end bit in terms of a consumer experience. We we lose so much out of that. We can have, and not only from a chemical point of view, the from an engagement point of view between the consumer and the provider is enormous brand equity lost when you drop the consumer into abandon them at that point. Because I mean, don't we all want to be better at recycling? Don't we all want to be better for the environment? And um, this is the opportunity space, I think, to do it. Yeah, that's actually a really good point about the kind of you. As as soon as someone buys something, I was just losing contact with them. When in reality, they're a customer the entire length of the time that they're using your product, right? So you should really look at yeah. them the whole way. Yeah. Do you have? I guess this is more of a theoretical dreamy vision question do you have kind of yeah, a yeah, yeah. guiding guiding vision that because it seems like such a big concept and you you seem quite actively to be marketing it so you're obviously quite driven to be pushing this out there do you have some end vision that kind of motivates you to do that uh not really i th i think it's critically important i am an evangelist about it really it uh, that's it's not that i want to oh great make loads of money out of this uh there's certainly no money in doing this type of thing i um i want to share the theme i want to teach people about how to engage in the theme how to design consumer offboarding experiences at their businesses their companies how they can start to think about that as a as a as a journey and so in a in a ideal sense i think um it would be amazing to have consumers think about the end think about every time they purchase something think how does this end not how can i quickly get this home and start enjoying it it's about like i wonder how this ends and then for every business and every product designer and every uh, sort of chemist or um engineer to think how should it end and i, I think that's a very different question because often what i remember doing in product broadly product design wasn't just physical products it's service digital products we often never really thought about the end at all it wasn't even a matter of like let's not think about the end it's just it was a void <laughs> like there wasn't even the question of the end there so we were too busy thinking about what what is it when it is in its in its uh, present state, as it were. Yeah, it definitely seems like in recent years there's been more of a shift towards people looking at how things end, right? Especially you see that with food in particular. I think 
people are trying to buy things without all the plastic packaging and that sort of thing. Um, so I think it would be interesting to see in, you know, five, ten years just how much things have changed. Yeah, and I think it's it's, it's an interesting thing because this comes up a lot with um, reuse and re um, reselling objects. And the issue around a lot of that is that what we're doing is asking the consumer as an individual – and as somebody who is concerned about the environment, to take on this individual task on their own. And we've essentially been doing that anyway, where that's not going to change anything. And what I'm asking businesses to do is create endings which uh, have some sort of conclusion to them, an instruction to do the right thing at the end, instead of abandoning all consumers and then a few good ones who are really concerned about the environment then try and sell on their products or reclaim or upcycle or do these very individual initiatives based on their concerns their sort of um their their concerns about the environment but unless we do this on an industrial level for all consumers then we're going to be in a real really really difficult situation by relying on people avoiding avoiding the rubbish as well right yeah yeah that makes sense i feel like and because if you just break it down by sort of where the waste is coming from it tends to be industry mostly that causing the the issues rather than yeah just, it's, it's uh, not i'm not talking about industry as a they're like digging up the earth and making products out of oil and stuff i'm talking about creating uh, industry should be creating offboarding experiences okay. yeah, which yeah. goes straight straight back to that uh that provider that um the creator of the product as it were because hmm. at the moment what we do is and, and as you probably know more than anyone is that we chuck all of our waste into waste streams and then try and sieve it out in a really crude manner. And that's not helping anyone. It's way too late. As soon as it gets in the waste stream, it has no definition at that point. Yeah. I think there's almost nothing more useless than just a big bag of myth rubbish. There's not really much you can do. With. Absolutely. So, so in the, in the engineering book, the, the second book, um, I talk about the four characteristics that are, uh, that are there at the beginning of the consumer life, uh, at the end of the consumer life cycle. And uh, those four characteristics, I'll just remember them, I think. The first one is the relationship break. So this relationship was um, one which was so precious at the beginning of the consumer life cycle and then the relationship breaks at the end and all of the assets from that relationship uh, fall to the feet of society and into the environment. The second thing is asset definition is lost at the end. So if you think about when you're purchasing something at the beginning of the consumer life cycle, the, as the definition of that asset is incredibly detailed and you read that. So I know what megapixel camera I'm going to buy. I know what size trousers I'm going to get or what size shoes or how fast this car goes. All of these things are the types of asset definition that we get attracted to and purchase on. But at the end, that all of those definitions are lost because it falls into the waste stream and becomes another another product in the waste stream. The third one is actors and actions are anonymized. So where at the beginning of the consumer life cycle, I'm very um I'm very lifted as a 
in terms of my identity. So my bank know who I am. The uh, per, the company that I'm buying off, they celebrate me. They get my loyalty. They uh, So we have very clear identity systems at the beginning, and we're celebrated often through that. At the end, however, the um, my identity is removed from anything impact I do, and I'm anonymized from any attachment to that. So whether that be carbon or plastics or whatever it is, and um, I think that's a big problem because um, a lot of us want to do better. And if we can't understand what damage we're doing, then it's going to be impossible to improve. And the fourth one of these characteristics at the end is roots to neutralizing a blurred. So what I mean by that is that, for example, if I eat a natural thing like an apple, I can throw that away without any concerns because it's going to decay into the natural environment. But as soon as I get to a human-made product, which is, for example, a plastic bag, I then start to have doubts about how does this get neutralized? And these are the four sort of foundational characteristic problems we find at the end gap. Yeah, I think that was really well put. I think that's uh, an interesting place to stop, if, unless you have anything more you want to add. No, no. I mean, I, I, I'm happy to talk. I can talk about this all day, Luke. So, uh, but, but there's stacks like that in the book. Um, definitely get the book if any of your read, uh, listeners um, want to get in there, and I can, I can send you some uh, discount codes and stuff for, for people, and um, keep in touch. And ho- hopefully, they really enjoy the theme. Awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, be sticking those in the description and on the uh, social media post so people can get that. And it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Luke. See you later. Thanks. Bye. 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 And that's it for today's episode with Joe McLeod. As always, if you enjoyed, remember to share with your friends and follow us on your podcasting app to stay updated. You can check out Joe McLeod's socials and links to his books in the description area. And you can also follow him on his social media. If you'd like to stay updated with the podcast, you can also follow me on social media. That's Luke Roach on LinkedIn and at Luke J. Roach on Twitter. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a great day.